0: In this new episode, I'm excited to share with you some of the research that we have conducted in asking over 2,000 travellers how they intend to travel in 2021 and beyond. Now, the research that we have conducted will help all tour operators get a better understanding of do do travellers wish to travel internationally or locally or domestically? Do they want to take out day tours or multi-day tours or self-guided or private? How long do they intend to travel for? These and many, many other questions will be answered in the research that we have conducted and as I say, this episode highlights some of that research. But not only that, we'll go into some of the key demographics and some of the marketing aspects that you can take forward in your business. So if you really want to get a better understanding and delve into the minds of travellers, then this is an episode you do not want to miss. Welcome to the Digital Tourism Show, episode 255. So what will we cover? Well we're going to look at the current and future traveller mindset and intent, so again looking at what their fears are, what they're looking at now and what is their driver for them to make a purchase, make an inquiry, whatever that would be. We're also going to be looking at what I call the Covid factor, how is that playing a part uh, in people's decision making uh, and how that's going to affect your business going forward. The big debate: local or international? Is this which which way should you sway this year in 2021 and beyond? No, which should you be focusing on? And we'll be discussing uh, a few topics on that as well. We'll be looking at some key demographics and interests that I see more most popular going forward. And again, from the trends and from the research we're doing, speaking to travelers, what are their interests? What is really driving them? Uh, and this could help. You guys develop products or change how you market your your business, how you change the voice, the messaging that goes out, all this will have a play in what you do in your business going forward. Now, one of the things I want to just highlight is is I recently wrote an article for Arrival uh, and the title was pretty much that I feel that the effects of COVID are going to push tours and activities into the stratosphere, and I still do believe that, and what I mean by that is because of the pent-up demand happening at the moment, you know, so many people just want to do something, want to travel, want to get out there and do something away from the same four walls, the same places that have been staring at for the last ten months or so. As soon as restrictions are lifted, as soon as vaccines have been distributed properly, you know, the rush to travel, whether that's local or international, the rush for travel will be huge. I can already see what's happening in terms of the trends, I can already see what's happening in terms of travellers inquiring with businesses. The travel demand is huge, and it's preparing your business for that going forward, you No, know, putting out content just now, it's going to entice them, excite them, allow them to make informed decisions about where they want to go, which destinations they want to go to, what type of activities do they want to, to take out. So, all that is all that groundwork that you should be doing now is going to lay the foundation for when things do improve uh, and when things do lift. Very much like I said at the very start of this whole pandemic. Um, though That side of it hasn't really changed. The demand is still there, but it's even more so now because we're, let's face it, we're all sick and tired of of being in lockdowns, but it's it's life at the moment. We just have to get on with it, Um, and hopefully this virus will be uh, put to the wayside sooner rather than later. But I want to cover just now the the current traveller mindset. So again, we've been doing some research on where travellers are, are, are or what travellers are looking at at this moment in time, what are they thinking, what is what is their, dri- their driver to book a destination, or book a trip, or book a tour activity, so as I say, the demand for travel to escape has never been greater, it is absolutely huge just now, people, you know, if you look at Google Trends, if you look at what people are searching for, if you look at um, what people are, are are inquiring for or booking or whatever is, is happening just now with the, with your businesses. The demand is huge. It just, it's just that they can't travel just now. That's the only thing that's stopping them you know, because of lockdowns, because of order restrictions, whatever that may be, the demand is most certainly there. and Travellers, from what we're seeing, are not necessarily booking um, but inquiring. So we're seeing a huge uptake. inquiries for businesses at this moment in time. So this is people going on to uh, a tour operator website uh, and making an inquiry in terms of what they would like to do because they have many questions, they have things that they want to ask about, fears about deposits, fears about all these other things that they're looking to, to put out there or looking to do. So that's why they're inquiring more and obviously because No booking just now, it's harder for people to part with cash because they don't know when things are going to improve. That's not to say bookings aren't happening, they most certainly are, especially for further uh, later in this year and into next year. But if you're uh, an operator who relies on bookings, like a day tour company who relies on bookings almost immediately, that's going to be few and far between. Multi-day tour companies do have it that little bit easier in terms of that side of things, but that's not to say that you can't, for a day tour operator, you can't create ways of booking that will negate anybody's fears just now. We'll cover some of that a little later on as well. Um, But the, the inquiries are the main driver at this moment in time, from what we're seeing. And if anybody is booking, it's because, and I'll go into it a little bit later, it's because of flexible booking terms. That is the main driver for people booking at this moment in time. There is still many operators out there who do not have any flexible booking terms on their websites. Um, during this pandemic, everyone must have flexible booking terms. Whether you're a day tour, whether you're a multi-day tour, these are the things that you need to have in a website to install, instil, install trust in your potential consumer, the potential traveller to your destination. So with this research, no, we asked over 2,000 travellers what their intent was in terms of 2021 and beyond. Um, though the report that we've created, which there's a link at the end of this episode to download, you know, we asked them a whole series of questions to get a real knowledge and insight into what is going to be, you know, what type of products are they going to take out, you know, how are they going to travel, etc, etc. And this will all help inform you guys to know what to do going forward. And one of the first questions we asked was, do you plan to take a trip or holiday as soon as travel restrictions are lifted? Now, 40.5% said yes, they would travel, and they would travel internationally. Now, 38.4% said yes as well, but they would only travel domestically. And 21.1% said no, they wouldn't travel at all, even with restrictions being lifted, Um, and not until vaccines are completely in place and and widely distributed. So, that is quite interesting in the fact that almost uh, uh, a 40-40 split, as such, uh, have said yes, they would travel internationally and yes, they would travel domestically. Um, So, that's quite uh, an interesting insight, although further as we went on to the report, There was certainly more of a sway towards domestic in terms of the type of products it would have. So, but this question is to say, this is what we'd love to do um, if travel restrictions are lifted, but it's not necessarily what they can do. Uh, And we'll come on to that in a second. So, this is just to give you an insight into what travelers are thinking, what they would love to do. But the fact that 21% or 21.1% of people would not travel until vaccinations are widely distributed, it's it's deemed safe, etc. etc. So not just if restrictions restrictions are lifted, there's got to be other factors in play with that as well. One of the other questions we asked was if travel restrictions are lifted in 20 by 21, what type of trips or holidays appeal to you most? And this is where things got a little bit more interesting. So 54.5% said they were more interested in local and domestic travel and type products 28% said short-haul flights so those within a three to four hour flight journey they would be happy to take them only 17.5% said they would take long-haul flights so as you can see there no even though people would love to travel internationally and it was that sort of 40-40 split uh, between the other two stats Fifty four point five percent said, "Okay, look, we know in twenty twenty one, it's going to be more local and domestic travel, and that is what they're mostly focusing on. Short haul is twenty eight percent, so that would be more relevant for people in the United States, for example, where flying from state to state, which I would class as domestic, is still considered a short haul flight. But going long haul, long distances, less people expect to be able to do that, and." Going again by the research, um, that is most certainly going to be the case. Long haul, I don't see happening until 2022. Certainly local domestic, short haul for this year. But long haul has is some way off yet. Now, this is one I, I think will interest a lot of you out there. Um, we asked the question of when travelling in 2021, what types of tours and activities appeal to you most? And this is what I this this is the one, the one stats that surprised me the most. Now, I knew from last year or from 20, 2019 um, what was the the highest growing uh, activity type or tour type that people were were looking for, and I think now when when we talk about these stats, it is highlighting that COVID has expedited those numbers. So 56.2% of travellers in 2021, what types of tours and activities appeal to them most, is self-guided. 56.2% would do a self-guided tour. 32.5% would opt for a private guided tour. So being in with their own family and friends and going out with a tour tour guide, only on uh, their own terms within their own group. Only 11.3% of the 2,000 travellers that we asked would go on a guided group tour. Now, I know many of you out there offer guided group tours. That's one of the backbones of the tours and activities sector. But going forward, it's going to be harder, or possibly harder, to, to offer that um, product. Now, more people are wanting to do private guided, and even more people are wanting to do self-guided. Now... I understand that this is a snapshot of what they're looking at now. But again, we are thinking we are asking them what are they looking for in 2021. Though so things may change further down the line, but it's 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 really giving you an insight into okay, well, if you are a company who only provides guided group tours, you really, really need to start thinking about offering private guided tours or even offering self-guided tours as part of your offering. Because if you don't do that, you may find that guided tours is going to be hard, a harder sell going forward. Not to say that that will happen. Um, within the report, uh, that, that again, you, which that you can get access to from the link at the end of the show. You know, with the report, you know, we, we split that up into different destinations. You know, we split it up into North America, into UK and Ireland, many destinations over Europe. Uh, Australia and New Zealand, and each one will have their own little nuances and tweaks and dif- differences between them, but across the board there are a lot of similarities, and from what I see, self-guided and private tours are the two biggest uh, draws for travellers going forward. So it's just something to think about in your business, you know, think about are are the products that you are offering going to be right for your market going forward? And that is going to be the big question. Now, this one I found quite interesting. Um, this is actually from a uh, research like Kiono I am to show you how you pronounce it. I've never I've never known how to pronounce that properly. Um, but Kioni uh, produced their own research um, in terms of destinations that are the most searched within other destinations, uh, which I found, some of this I actually found, it's sort of tied in with what we're seeing. But I also found some of it quite surprising as well, to be honest. So, in the USA and Canada, Japan is the most searched destination internationally. In the UK, it's the Maldives. In Russia, it's Mexico. In Spain, it is Italy. In Australia, it's Fiji. Portugal, it's Argentina. In France, it is Belgium. So, it's, it just gives you a little indication of, if you're running a, a, a Japanese tour company, who is the best demographic to possibly to target USA and Canada. If you are running tours or anything in the Maldives, the UK, it seems to be a good target to, to go after because that is the most searched destination within that, within the UK. So again, it's just giving you a little bit of insights into what in terms of what people are looking for in terms of an international break and what's being searched. There's a more uh, in terms of destinations. And again when we put out the report We'll add them all to that, but these are just a small small snapshot of which destinations are popular and most searched for in the other destinations. But worldwide, if you were to look, to look at all destinations, the most searched destination that people wish to go to is the UAE. So, no, Dubai, all these places uh, within the UAE, United Arab Emirates is the most searched for destination worldwide. Um, Which I found quite surprising, but in another way, maybe not so, because there are, or there has been until recently, flights and things like that available to go there, etc. So the UAE is the most searched for worldwide. Now, one of the other things that we looked at was would a customer pay for in country support? So this is in terms of offering more in terms of just a tour or activity or or organising a trip. Now, would they pay more for you organising all their taxis, making all their hotel reservations, basically organising the whole trip? And what was great to see was 72% said yes, 28% said no. So 72% of the people that we asked are looking for... A company who will take care of everything for them. So those companies who do offer bespoke tailor-made type trips, those are the type of trips that are more attractive at this moment in time to international travellers. So if you can offer that type of product where you can take care of everything for them, you are going to set set yourself up better than others in terms of future bookings and things going forward. Now that's not to say that if you do not offer these things at this moment in time that you can't offer that. Um no, I would I would urge everyone to do so. No, even if you are a day tour company, if you can add, yes, increase your prices, but if you can add little things on like airport pickup or doing something extra or you no know, organizing everything for them in a in a certain way, yes, it does mean changing. How you maybe operate your business, but this is what people are looking for. This is the this is what they're demanding at this moment in time. Then it may mean that you have to maybe rethink how you structure your business a little. But you no, know, people are looking for the more holistic, taking care of everything, you know, approach to tours and activities and travel. Um, so it's just something to bear in mind that that is what people are looking for. Or even if you can partner up with someone who does organize. Or, Everything for them, but you happen to uh, know be responsible for a component of that. I know many operators who run multi-day tour, uh, multi-day tours, who will use a day tour uh, partner to deliver a certain part of that experience for the customers that they are they are they are organising the trips for. So. Maybe that's another opportunity for day tour companies is to speak to multi-day tour companies, to speak to travel agents, to speak to concierges, to do all these things to be part of a bigger package that your product can then slip in. So if someone is out visiting, uh, going across uh, or, or traveling down the Nile, for example, in Egypt, then they suddenly come off and then they'll meet up with someone to go on a food tour, but it's delivered by that tour company, that individual tour company, to go on a food tour, enjoy some food, after the trip and being shown around various establishments, so things like that, um, I can see a lot of partnerships happening, so have a think of what you can do, think a little bit out of the box about what you can do with, with that side of things. Another thing we're seeing at the moment, uh, and this is from our own side in terms of the marketing agency, what we're seeing for a lot of our customers and the clients that we help. Inquiries are the main sales driver at this moment in time. Though offering a customer tailor-made option is driving more sales leads for operators than bookings right now. Now, that's not to say bookings aren't happening. They most certainly are. But bookings are happening more for people looking to book later in the year or next year. Again, that tends to be more multi-day tour companies or people with, with uh, or companies with that sort of mindset. Um, but even those who, who only offer maybe day tour, day tours, etc. are also getting bookings as well, but it's mostly inquiries. So we, what we've done, we've done some experiments on on some of the customers who we help. Even if they're a day tour company, we created a, a landing page on their website for consumers to make an inquiry, to ask about a bespoke itinerary, to set up you know, a, a series of maybe small day tours into part of their trip, so they can organise that all for them, um, as well as multi-day tour companies. So... Again, just briefly going to show over this, but this is just uh, a few customers who we are helping just now and what we've seen happening during COVID at this moment in time. So Rose Hill Travel, company uh, who offers tours to the Cotswolds in the Lake District. We targeted people in London looking to escape the city. Um, it's chauffeur-driven tours, so you can, they'll pick you up in London, drive you to the, the, the Cotswolds, drive you around, show you a place for the day and take you back. Or if you want a multi-day one as well, they can do that as well. But some of the ads were for day tours, some of the ads were multi-day tours. And we've seen 385 inquiries through their contact form on the website, as well as a Facebook form and Facebook campaign that we created for them. 385 inquiries of people wanting to do that in the space of a couple of months. So it just shows you the demand again was there of people wanting to do that. Uh, Sababu Safaris, Again, a company targeting international, looking to take out a safari in Africa. Within the space of two months, 128 inquiries from that as well. Cool Travel Iceland, and we'll go into them a little bit later. Offer mostly day tours. If you, they offer, if actually, a mixture of day tours and multi-day tours. Again, offered a landing page, contact form, as well as Facebook ads. Within the space of th- uh, two months, 324 or so leads from that as well. So people are looking for something. People are inquiring, and that's why we're saying inquiries at the moment are the main driver. No, people have questions, people have fear of what's going to happen with their deposits, and it's, it's putting their minds at ease. It's letting them say, look, if you book now, even as it's a small deposit, and you pay the rest later, if you want to move the dates, we'll happily move the dates for you if you want to do this, if you want to do that. it's being accommodating to that consumer. As much as possible. We're going to show you some examples of that a little bit later but inquiries are most certainly the main driver uh, in terms of tourism activities at this moment in time from what we are seeing from our own customers and from what we're seeing from others in the industry as well. So let me just quickly and briefly go over uh, what I call the COVID factor. So this is just what are people thinking about in terms of COVID just now? How is that influencing their decision-making of booking destinations, of booking tours, of booking activities, and all these things going forward. So, one of the things that we asked uh, in the, the focus groups, et cetera, that we put together is, what is your main fear about booking a trip right now? Now, at the start of the pandemic, uh, back in April, May, March, April, uh, they their main fear was losing deposits. Losing the fear of losing money on what they had booked uh, or what they were going to book and not being able to move dates and things like that. That was actually their main fear, more so than the virus itself. But we thought we'd ask the question to see 10 months down the line, where are they now? What is their mindset now? And things have changed. So we asked them, is it catching COVID-19? Is it the quarantine that you could have at both ends of the journey? Uh, Is it still losing the deposits or not having the ability to move a date? Well, again, from the research that we have put out, catching COVID-19 has shot up up compared to where it was at the start of this pandemic. Now, now 38% of people are, of those travellers, those 2,000 travellers that we asked, 38% of them are fearful of, catching Covid-19. And then there's 34% uh, are fearful of the quarantine that they have to possibly go in at both sides of the journey. So remember, for a lot of destinations, you know, the UK included, you know, if someone was flying out from the UK to go to somewhere else, they could spend 10 to 14 days in quarantine and spend 10, to 10 days quarantine when they come back to the UK as well. So that's, you no. Know, by the time someone takes a, a, an international journey, you know, they spent the best part of a month out, with half of that month pretty much being taken up by quarantine. So you know, 34% is a big number, and that is also fearful in in a lot of travelers' minds. But not much higher, but just higher, is still losing a deposit and not having the ability to move any dates, which was pretty much an even split. But COVID, catching COVID and the quarantine at both ends is most certainly high on their fears. And and this is something you need to take into account and reaffirms the previous stats of why a lot more people are looking at lo- local domestic and short-haul flights. Um, and it would be short-haul flights within uh, a destination. Or the United States, as I said, are primed for that. But someone flying from the UK to Spain, for example, that's a short-haul flight, but that is going to be much, much harder. So it will depend on each of the destinations uh, and how they're situated within the world and which destinations are round about them and what other countries and destinations can people travel to, whether it's driving, whether it's flights or whatever. So it's going to be harder for some than it is for others and how you can do this. But one of the other questions that we asked was, Is how important is a COVID guarantee policy in your booking decisions? Uh, No, this is a question that is very very important because even before we asked this question in my mind I could not see people booking without a business having flexible terms, a COVID guarantee policy or something in place. And if you don't have one then it may be, that may sway someone to not book or inquire with you. Well, we've now asked the question and here are the hard facts, is 95.8% of people would not book or would consider not booking if you did not have a COVID guarantee policy or some flexible terms in place. More people are going to look at that, look at your policies, look at if you have flexible terms, can they change the dates, would they lose deposits. And if you are up against a company who does have that and you don't, they are more likely going to select the company who does have the flexible policies. Only 4.2% said it wasn't important to them, but the vast, vast majority said that it is. So if you don't have a COVID policy in place or any flexible terms because of the pandemic, I urge you that this is something you need to create now, because this is going to have a huge impact in the traveler's decisions, decision-making when they do travel. And this goes for domestic as well it doesn't need to be international if you're traveling domestic they also want guarantees in place so you really need to make sure you have those policies and flexible terms in place So for flexible booking terms if you're a multi-day tour operator think about you now allowing travelers to pay a small deposit with the rest to pay 30 days before the start date though many operators are doing starting to do that just now allow the travelers to the ability to easily change dates as many times as necessary now, why, the reason why I say that is because a great company in Ireland, Vagabond, they are doing exactly that. So they're offering uh, anyone who's booking up in advance a 100 euro deposit uh, to pay to, to to secure their future booking. They would select a date. So, say they selected August 2021, and if for any reason things haven't improved, if they want to move that date, they can move it as many times as they want. And then as soon as they gets to 30 days before the 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 dates that they have to take out that the, their experience that's when they pay so novagabond are, are doing a great job in terms of that. many others are following suit and we'll show you an, another example of that later. but offering these flexible booking terms is going to help you generate those ex, that little bit of extra revenue that you may not necessarily get at this moment in time so it's just giving people confidence uh, at this moment in time for day tour operators yes it's harder to to offer these type of things but think about maybe asking people to reserve their spot for free uh, or even just paying 50 percent up front and pay the rest 24 hours before the start date. Now again allowing the travellers the ability to easily change dates as many times as necessary. Now I know things like that especially for day tour companies I know things like this will be harder to implement. But again if if you do not offer flexible booking terms at this moment in time and one of your competitors or someone who's offers a similar product to you does, the consumer is going to go to the one who does offer the flexible terms. So have a think about what can you do to alleviate the fear of that potential customer coming to you. So flexible booking terms is certainly something I think every business, whether day tour, multi-day tour, small or big, should offer because people are demanding it. Um, and if you don't have it, they're just going to shop elsewhere. In fact, flexible booking terms, in my opinion, will not go away after COVID. They are here to stay as consumers will now demand it. So they'll be thinking, well, why couldn't you offer these booking flexible booking terms pre-COVID? Why did it have to why did it have to be a pandemic for this to happen? So going forward, once we're all out of this, then people will still look for this. People will still want to have those flexible terms. So, whatever you decide now, just think that in future, that is going to be your offering going forward. Because if other businesses will offer these flexible terms, even if you try to revert back to what you were doing before, consumers will be used to this now, and they will now demand it. So it's not going to go away. The other thing I just want to highlight that's probably not going to go away is wearing a mask. Even after COVID, just like it is in Asia, you no know, wearing masks is a very commonplace. The Western world, it's going to be even become more commonplace even after COVID. Safety will still play a huge role. So what you'll probably see is more and more people still wearing masks, even all after. Vaccinations and everything else, because it's just going to be one of those things that will just make them feel that little bit safer. Not saying it will happen with everyone, but you will still see this. Um, so don't, no, expect to see more people on your tours or more people on a destination wearing a mask, even if they don't need to, simply because of everything that's going on. So masks are here to stay. The other thing I want to cover is local or international, and what you should be focusing on in twenty twenty one. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of talk. Uh, the start of this whole pandemic and for the whole of 2020 was local is where it's at. Um, and which was right, you No, know, local was where it's at for the few opportunities that we did have, depending on your destination, that we did have, that we were able to travel. You know, me in Scotland, in the UK, you know, we the, the door sort of opened up again, April, May, we were allowed to travel for a couple of months and then it closed down again. You know, so those few months that they did open up for, you know, me and my family, Booked up an Airbnb. We went somewhere with the kids. We 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 went to the borders, etc. So we did as many things as we could, well we no well we could before we all went back into lockdown. So local was most certainly the only thing, the only option that was open to us. Um, and we like traveling locally anyway. We like you no know, discovering more of Scotland and down in England and various other places. So we like doing that anyway. Although we do love going abroad as well. We were looking to go to Lisbon last year, but that didn't happen. So. it's not going to happen this year I don't think so it's going to be interesting what happens this year but local or international well what we are seeing and what we suggest is local and domestic travel is going to still make up most of the initial recovery in 2021 so local domestic is still going to be huge this year Uh, no that's not going to go away anytime soon so if you were hoping that no international travel was suddenly going to soar and and i'll come on to that in a second international travel will pick up again this year but local and domestic is still going to be the biggest form of of travel in 2021 it's going to take up most of the actual recovery for a lot of different businesses later in 2021 hopefully by may june we'll see depending what happens with the vaccines and, and no one has a crystal ball but this is what we're we're seeing all going well is Shaw haul international flights, so flights that are no more than one to three or four hours away uh, in terms of distance, those will increase in the second half of 2021. Travel bubbles, travel corridors, whatever name they come up with these uh, next, those will open up first, so whether it's UK flying to Spain or whether it's going to Iceland or Americans going to Japan or what, whatever destinations are closest to, to you within a three to four mile uh, sort of three to four hour journey time in terms of flights that's what's going to open up first. long-haul international flights I cannot see opening up this year to or at least to any great numbers um I would love to go to Japan again I can't see that happening till very late in 2021 or early 2022. simply the reason being is you no know, all the different destinations will be catching up with different types of vaccines. There's other variants of the of the of COVID going around. There's going to be other things at play, but short haul flights I I do believe will pick up again second half of 2021. Long haul, I can't see happening until early 2022. Late 2021 at best. So just have a think about um when it comes to your own strategies. Bear that in mind. No, this is what I'm looking for, and this is a a best case scenario, I would say. So now uh, I want to just highlight some of the key demographics and interests. Um, again, some of this is following the research that we've conducted, and also from what we're seeing with our own customer base at at TMA and everything else. So I wanted to share some of that uh, as well. The over 60s, uh, and we mentioned this near the start of this whole pandemic. The over sixties has has growing exponentially in terms of a market, especially if you're targeting on things like Facebook or doing anything online. But by the end of this decade, most global consumers are expected to be older than 60. So the older groups, uh, I hate to call them older because 60 isn't that old, but f- so forgive me if you are. Um, the older groups are, are doing much more online. So the, the, the shift that we have seen since the start of this pandemic has been huge. You know, more and more people are, are going online at this age group, more and more people are doing online shopping, they're doing all these other things that they would, they would never think about doing pre-COVID. They are now embracing digital, they are now embracing online. You know, I know you've probably seen it yourself, you No, know, I can see my own mother now on WhatsApp doing video calls, you know some of you have probably bought iPads and devices for grandparents and and parents to allow them to stay connected with their family. This is what's happening in the world and more and more of this age group is becoming more connected. And to a certain extent, this is where a lot more of the money is because they may be retired, they may have more money to spend. So it's it's a good demographic to look into. So there's three areas with the over-60s that sort of stand out. One is commerce. Two is finance. Three is social connectedness. So commerce—they're doing lots more online in terms of online purchasing. You no, know, doing the grocery shop online. You no, know, buying products online. This is what this age group is doing more and more, uh, as we see through this whole pandemic. You no, know, they're now maybe, maybe in, not maybe in your destination, but I know here in the UK and many other destinations that online banking was something that the over sixties you know don't really do that much of, no, they prefer to go into a physical bank, they prefer to meet someone face-to-face and do all the, just because they're nervous about being online and they're nervous about no transferring money, no, it's that sort of mindset for, that they had from, from, from days, no, going in with a little payment book into the bank and everything else. More and more of them are now doing their finances online, more and more are being confident with that and actually seeing the benefits of it as well. And then the social connectedness, being on social media platforms like Facebook, no, staying in touch with family and friends, with grandchildren, with with people on other sides of the world. No, over 60s, it cannot be underestimated that this is such a big group to target, if you have products and target this sort of group. And if you don't, it's maybe a time to think about, okay, what can you do that can help out this group in terms of your own tours and activities. Families with children, huge. No, families want to reconnect with their children. By participating in outdoor activities. The stress of Covid, (laughs) the stress of homeschooling, Uh, I have two kids myself that anyone who has kids homeschooling when you're trying to run a business and, and your partner's working as well, it's not easy. So homeschooling, not seeing family and friends will make this demographic crave for something unique and fun. As soon as we're allowed to we will just want to take the kids out we want them to have some fun, visit a zoo, go to a place where they can run around, Be up with friends from school, do all these things. No, The mental health of children is such a huge topic just now, and being, getting them out uh, and just enjoying life again is gonna be such a huge aspect of people's thinking going forward in terms of activities that they want to do. So anything that you can do around families with children specifically, is, is, is going to be huge. So that's that's one demographic I can just see well, providing a lot of business for different uh, tour operators. Socially distanced tours including self-guided and private tours are going to be more in demand in 2021. Well, self-guided tours was actually the fastest growing market in tours and activities in 2019. Now remember 2019 was the biggest year for travel ever. And self-guided tours is actually the fastest growing market in tours and activities during that time. Covid will only accelerate this in the years to come. No, no, provide If you can provide a self-guided option to offer your experiences to those who are nervous to travel with strangers because of Covid and the health issues, it can also generate more profit for your business for less effort. So we're seeing a lot of businesses just now who we're advising and who we're not advising, and creating self-drive or self-guided tours. And it allows them to still, well, going back to one of the earlier stats, still allows them to take care of all the hotel bookings, all the accommodation bookings, all the travel, the places that they want to see, the activities. Um, if they want a restaurant booked out, they'll deal with all that as well. It's, it's creating that full package up front for people to do themselves. And then giving them all the information Organising it all for them and letting them go off and do it themselves. That is the big draw for people just now and allowing people to do that. And it means, yes, you're doing a little bit more upfront work by organising all this sort of stuff. It's probably not any dissimilar to what you were doing. If you were doing an actual guided tour, yes, you would charge a little less, but then you don't have a guide that you have to pay to go out and deliver that tour as well. The person is doing it for them in their own way. So offering uh, a more... Fuller package and, and offering a self-guided option is going to be a big draw for a lot of people going forward. So, it's again, it's something to think about. Now, self-guided and private tours will be the main source of revenue uh, post-COVID, in my opinion, more so than virtual tours. And I just wanted to say that in terms of highlighting virtual tours. Now, a lot of emphasis has been put on virtual tours for people to try and make money and generate revenue. And a few will, don't get me wrong, a few will generate money from virtual tours but maybe not to the same extent as what they were hoping to. Only certain companies will be able to make a lot of money from virtual tours, no Airbnb, some other big companies, that type of thing, Um, and individuals who are on these platforms. But I would rather see businesses focusing on creating self-guided and private tours and developing that to help them generate more future revenue and future bookings than trying to generate sort of, quick wins with virtual tours, you know, by doing something more meaningful and really getting to grips with your business in terms of self-guiding private tours and offering them, they'll set you up better in the long run in my opinion, so I would always tend to focus on those rather than something like virtual tours for example, which for the most part I think is a waste of time, um, to be honest, and it's not something you're going to make a lot of money on. Mental health is going to be huge, you know, we're already seeing this in the news, with children, with families, with everyone being in lockdown. This disease kills nearly 800,000 people a year and costs the world economy $1 trillion. It's a disease that's invisible to the naked eye and there there is no vaccine to cure it. The only way to cure it is to help someone's self-esteem. It's making their mental health better in terms of Encouraging them and doing all the things that you have to do. I'm no mental health expert, so forgive me. But no, it's there's so many things out there to give them more positive outlook on life. So create products around helping someone's well being. They don't need to be, suddenly do yoga tours or anything like that. But there's so many things that you can do to get people outdoors, you not know, get people meeting with other people, getting them excited about life again. You no, know, so outdoor activities like walking and cycling, or or interact interacting with people during a food tour. No, just the thought of actually speaking to people again will help raise people's mental health. So use the mental health issue as part of your marketing, not in a crass way, but in a way to let people look if we are here to try and make your life better, to try and help your life, and and and. Make your mental health better by getting outdoors and being one with nature again, meeting with people, having a conversation. No, just the act of having a face-to-face conversation has died over the last 10 months. That will help raise a lot of people's mental health just by doing that. So what can you do to attract groups, businesses, No, whether that's no women's groups, sports groups, schools, businesses, even frontline staff who are probably being the most affected in terms of mental health during this whole pandemic, what can you do to help them and create products around them and help their well-being which will help you generate revenue but also help them in the long run as well. So it's a win-win. But one of the things that I want to highlight throughout the whole thing here is, is just to have a little bit of change in your mindset. You know, the number one competitor has never ever been, even pre-COVID, has never ever been other operators. But people's time the time that they have to do a certain activity, whether they're in a local destination or an international destination. You, know, you are going up against people who... You're going up against going to the cinema or going to a pub or going spending time in a restaurant or going to the park with the kids just to play in the, in the play, playground. It's Time is your enemy. Time is your competitor. You, know, you are asking people to part with part of their time to then take that out with you. So that is your main competitor, so you need to sort of highlight to them why they should spend their time with you. Yes, the money is an aspect of that as well, but it's more the time. Why should so? Why should I spend money with you and and waste my time with you? What are you going to give me that's going to benefit and that will make me forget about that time that I have just given you? So your main competitor is time, not other operators or anything like that. It's time it's the other different activities. It's, it's a many, many things that a person could be doing rather than be spending time with you and your business. So it's time. What can you do to entice them to to spend that time and their money with you? So as I say, we've created this comprehensive report. Um, it's called the Tours and Activities Marketing Battle Plan for 2021. Now, this is a 200-page report where we've asked over 500 tour operators but also over 2,000 travellers how they intend to travel in twenty twenty one and beyond. No, this isn't just all facts and figures. No, we have added marketing advice throughout the whole report. So, beside every single stat, there is some advice on how you can use these stat- statistics, how you can market your business, etc., etc. Now, anyone who listens to my podcast or watches my digital tourism show or, or knows me personally, you know. I tend to give out this information for free. It's just what I like to do um, because I want to educate the industry as much as I I possibly can. Uh, But unfortunately, with with this survey and and with these focus groups, it cost us considerable time and money to put this together. Um, I'm always honest with everyone. We spent over $3,000 just creating these focus groups, doing these surveys. So it's something we can't really give away for free. But we also know that there's many, many operators out there who uh, and other tourism uh, professionals who are struggling. And that's why we're only going to charge $49 for this 200-page report. You know, I do feel that all the information in here is well worth that and worth a lot more. And if that goes, you know, if that $49 helps your business in some way to help you generate some extra revenue or some extra inquiries or steers you along the right path, then it's, it's done its job and, and I've done my job and my team have done their job. So I do hope that you get the report. I do hope you find it useful. I, I think it will be a benefit for everyone in the industry uh, and I really do hope that uh, you get through this pandemic, you get out the other end and you survive uh, and prosper going forward. Because I do have a lot of optimism in terms of the sort of mid-2021 onwards. Um, no, Some of the people have already seen the report. You know, a lot of us know who Peter Syme is. Um, and he was graciously enough you know, gave us a little quote um, and put his thoughts to what he thought about this report. Every professional guides need a guide in chaotic times. This is a definitive guide to not just dealing with the challenges we all face, but grasping the opportunities that are abound. If you plan to do more than just survive and want to thrive, Forty nine dollars is a no brainer. I can't thank Peter enough for supplying that. He's had a look through the report. He thinks it's it's fantastic, and I'm sure others will as well. And if and you know everyone who knows Peter, same, and uh, you know nothing nothing gets past him, uh, as we would say. So uh, no no, there's basically no bullshit with Peter. So um, so if he likes the report, you know it's going to be good. So I hope you find the report useful. Thanks for your time on this show, on this episode, and. More, more to come. You no, know, I've got a lot of things planned. Uh, upcoming, you know, I've already announced that I'm doing a follow-up to Lookers and to Bookers, the follow-up to my book, um, and this is going to be a full e-learning course. So that's uh, no, a couple of months away yet, but it's going to hopefully benefit the industry, because I do know many operators out there will also be looking at uh, doing a lot of it themselves, just because of budgets being a lot less than what they were before that is coming as well but at this moment in time you can download this report so if you go to tourismmarketing.agency forward slash battle plan you'll be able to see the details find out more information and download the report from there so thanks for listening and hope to see you all again soon